You are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up every week to talk to you about all things bookish and to share one fiction, one nonfiction, and one children's book selection written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books, too. Let's dive in. This is Episode 5. Welcome back, bookworms. This week, we have our first guest, and he happens to be my favorite person, my husband, Ryan. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me. And can I just say, we're not six feet apart, so I think we might be breaking the law right now. We I'm are. not sure, but... <laughs> I'm going to just spill the beans and say that we're not wearing masks right now either. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess, why don't we start with a quick introduction. So, you are, you work in the automotive industry, and you're pretty outdoorsy. When you're not working you and hanging, just hanging out with the family, you tend to be working on our property. We have a baby homestead that we're developing, and um, yeah, I feel like that pretty much describes you right now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Not a whole lot of time for anything else these days, so... Do but, my best to try to read, but it doesn't always happen, of course. So Yes, definitely. We would love more reading time, but we make time for it when we can. Well, I make time for it every day, but you make time for it when you can. Yeah, like every other night, maybe, if I'm lucky. Well, not every in the winter. Nights, yeah. Yeah, not in the winter. You have a lot of plowing and shoveling to do in the winter, but still. But yeah, you. what do you like to read? I guess you can say that. Well, I pretty much only like nonfiction books, so I'll do a little bit of like business, some economics, and then um, personal growth stuff I really like. And every once in a while, I'll do like some memoirs and military stuff, things like that can be interesting, but I rarely read fiction. Pretty much never. And what would you say was your ratio? Like how many Christian books to secular books would you say you read? Well, I'd say probably about 30% on that. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So I think you'll have a lot of interesting stuff to offer to the table that I don't, because we definitely have very little overlap in our nonfiction. I wouldn't say, I don't know. I guess it's growing, but we don't have a ton of overlap in our nonfiction tastes. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, I think we just both, we have different personalities. We're kind of like the yin and yang, so you like the sensitive, emotional stuff, and I'm more like, just give me the facts, you know? That is definitely true. (laughs) Well, and okay, so I had talked about um, that reading people book in episode two, I think. Um, So all about personality frameworks, and I shared that I'm an Enneagram 9, and you are an Enneagram 8. Eight, definitely. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about it. I knew right when you showed me the list of <laughs> yeah. the explanations. I was like, yep, I'm an eight. That's yeah. no question. You had no question, yeah. And then um, for Myers-Briggs, I'm an INFJ. And I'm an INTJ. Yeah. So we have a lot in common, except that you're a thinker and I'm a feeler. Yeah. All of our main belief systems and stuff are in line, and so it's kind of cool we get to work together from different directions and yeah you know I agree I definitely agree I think we make a really good team so hopefully that will come across in this episode yeah we'll see we'll see (laughs) so I think um because we read differently we're kind of going to be doing this a little bit funny so we're actually going to be talking about a lot of books today um and 
we're going to be talking about their movie counterparts. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then I just want to remind you all, as always, that you can find the links to the books we talk about and anything else we talk about today on my show notes page www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. You couldn't have left the p out of there, huh? I couldn't, or I would have. <laughs> There's no way to change that at this point, but I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back to talk to you about books. Bookworms, I didn't realize until we had already finished this podcast and had it ready to go that I completely forgot to actually explain what today's fiction pick is about. So I'm going to do that real quick now. The book is Left Behind. It is the first in a series. And in this first book, we see the rapture happen. So people all over the world vanish in the blink of an eye all at one instant. Some of them are driving or flying airplanes or pushing strollers and people just suddenly vanish. And we eventually, of course, find out that these are the believers of the world and that everyone left, all these survivors, are non-believers. And through the rest of the book and the later books in the series, we are seeing this author's imaginings of what that might look like and how the end times might play out for everyone left. Our fiction pick this week is Left Behind by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. So this is the first book in a series. The first one is just called Left Behind. And this one was published by Tyndale in 1995. So I read the first two books of the series. And I liked them well enough, but yet I never found myself moving on to the third book. So these books are really plot-heavy. And they're definitely a great story, but they just aren't written in my favorite kind of prosaic, little bit flowier writing style. So I always tell myself I am going to readdress them because I want to know how it all ends, but I still, I still haven't. So, but this book was made into two different movies. The first one was put out by Cloud Ten Pictures in 2010. And this one is um, just called Left Behind, and it stars Kirk Cameron. Um, You might also remember him as Ben Seaver from Growing Pains. Um, I really didn't watch, we didn't watch this one. So we watched, how many minutes would you say we watched? Yeah, we kind of cheated. I think we watched maybe like 15, 20 minutes at the most. Yeah, I would agree with that. And for the time, for 2010, I mean, obviously... In today's standards, it's not the best production quality. But for 2010 movies, would you say it met? Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but I think it still had that kind of cheesy feel of back then, you know? Just like yeah. the actors and actresses even kind of were like, you know, seemed fake or... Yeah, there's like a few or, little... You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't watch the whole thing, but... Um, we probably won't. Yeah, I assume probably we probably not. won't yeah, try to watch not. it. Um, but then they remade it in, oh, I don't know what year, actually. Somewhat more recently. Um, and this one, it's also called Left Beha- Behind. And this one is a Stony Lake Entertainment production. And this one stars Nicolas Cage. And it also stars um, Chad Michael Murray and 
Jordan Sparks. Those were the names I recognized. Yeah, I don't know any of those people except Nick Cage, but it yeah. was pretty good, and it was 2014. That it, oh, it was 2014. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Well, that was actually nowhere near as recent as I was thinking. Yeah. Did yeah, we see though. this one in theaters, or did we rent it? I don't think so. I think we rented it after maybe you had read the book again or something, and we you found out it was a movie or remembered it was a movie, one of the two, and we yeah. just ended up renting it and watching it. That sounds about right. Okay. Well... I really liked this one, and I feel like, I mean, it's a Nicolas Cage movie, so you know that there was some money put into it, and I feel like it was, I mean, I really liked it. I didn't feel like it was too cheesy or anything. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. But one thing I will say is that I really wish they would make these um, as a TV series instead. Yeah, well, it's a really cool premise, and you could just keep going into the what happened next, you know, after everybody disappears. So I think that could be really cool as a show. Yeah, because the books do, but this movie is just the first book. But I, I yeah. to my knowledge, I guess I should find out. But I don't think they ever made another one or planned to. The Kirk Cameron one, though, is a trilogy. So, you know, you could dive a little further into it with that. But, yeah, it's not as, uh, I, I like a good series. Um, but then they also made a kid version of the books. This was just left behind the kids. These were a middle grade. They're designed for like 10 to 14-year-olds. Did you ever read any of these ones as a kid? I did not, no. Did you see them? Like, did you know what they were? I have definitely had seen Left Behind, but the teenage or kid version I never saw. Yeah, so I got the first, like, five or ten books as a Christmas gift one year. Um, the first one is The Vanishings in that series. And I read all of them and I liked them, but it's the same thing because it is the same authors. So, I mean, same as, like I said before, it's really plot heavy. They're good stories, but the writing style is not my favorite kind of more, I don't want to say literary. I don't like like stuffy writing, but a lot more, I don't know. Descriptive maybe. Yeah, that might be it. Um... But then they made a movie, like a teenager version, based on the teenager middle grade books. And this one is called Vanished, and it's left behind the next generation. And it was a 2016 movie by Echo Light, and I really liked this one. Yeah, it was surprisingly good. I only got halfway through it, but I'm going to finish it because it was better than I thought. I don't think it's maybe not as good as the... The Nick Cage movie, but um, who knows? We'll see. It might be just as good. Well, the Nick Cage movie obviously has more money for yeah. graphics yeah, and special effects and yeah, production. Yeah. But even still, I feel like the Vanished one is really good. But same thing. Like I would be if it was made into a TV series, I would totally watch that whole series. But. Well, we'd give it a shot. We well, I'd give it a shot. The whole thing yeah. Just because it's vanished, right. but yeah, it, it has a good, uh, good chance of being decent. Yeah, just that storyline is really. Uh, I mean, obviously, like there's a reason they sold over 400 million copies. Yeah. And it's because it's a good story. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I guess our nonfiction, we can just move right into that. So we are going to talk about capital gains, smart things I learned doing stupid stuff by Chip Gaines. 
This one's a 2017 book put out by W Publishing. And if you're not familiar with the name Chip Gaines, he and his wife Joanna Gaines are the stars of the HGTV series Fixer Upper. And we really like that show. We really like them. Yeah, it's a good show, and it's just kind of fun. And the book is kind of just picks up on that. You'll you'll if you know the show, you, the book won't surprise you because he's very. Um, He's just like a fun guy and everything. All the decisions he makes is just like he wanted to do it because it sounded fun type of thing. And then he works really hard at it and makes a ton of money doing it. And kind of how you can do that too, I guess, or to inspire you to to do what you want to do and things like that. So it's a pretty good book. Did you feel inspired by it? Like kind of uh, like entrepreneurial after reading it? Because I definitely did. Maybe a little bit, but he his version of doing it, like, with the fun, I don't know, I'm not as into fun, yeah. which is kind of weird, but I think it's you're true. fun, but yeah, it's yeah. true. Neither of I can, us are, I can like, be fun, fun sometimes, but to just constantly be like, I'm going to do this because it sounds awesome, like, yeah. I just don't. It's exhausting for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just want to, like, work and be left alone, I guess, yeah. sometimes, so. Well, I guess. <laughs> it's still a good book, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little much. Just different, different. Styles. Just like watching him on the show, it's really funny on the show. But if you were trying to like build a house with him, I feel like I'd be like, "Can we just be serious for a little while and get some stuff built?" You know? Yeah, but so. he uh, he. Uh, I guess we should explain the show for those who haven't seen it. So Fixer Upper, they they're they they flip they fix up they don't flip but they fix up houses. So he and his wife are a team, and they. Um, usually there's like a couple and they look at three different houses and he and his wife will go over like, here's kind of what we could do to change this house and design it. I don't know, more your style. Am I even yeah. describing this well? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They have a budget they buy a house that's cheaper than their budget so that they can renovate it the way they want it basically. And yeah. you know, he's the builder, the construction guy, and she's the designer. And uh, we like the show, but the designs, usually, we are like, why'd they do that? It'll be yeah. like a nice cabiny looking house that is our style. And they're like, this is disgusting. Get that out of here <laughs> yeah. and paint everything white. It is true, yeah. So it's, it's like, very, they're, they're yeah. good people and it's a funny show and we like it. But yeah, usually I think their design choices don't don't fit. Yeah, they're not. Well, I'm, I'm, I like like a cross between a cozy cottage and a woodsy cabin. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be too woodsy because then you just, you know, got bugs all up in your house yeah. and stuff and it's rotting and falling apart. But, right. But, yeah, at the same time, the, the bright white, I think, is usually what I'm like, I don't like that. So Right. Well, if there's too much of it. But, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's still cool to watch. And then we just like their family, um, even on the show, but obviously we learn a lot more about that. From the book and and his, um, what all did he, now I'm trying to remember. I know he did, I mean, obviously lots of real estate. I feel like he did like a landscaping. Yeah, yeah he started right? with landscaping and stuff like that. And pretty much all he's ever done is, you know, his own thing. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And I feel like it's cool that they're teaching their kids that too. Yes. Where it's like you don't have to just go get a job and, you know, go to college and do all this. But you can think for yourself and you know, do what you enjoy and make money doing it and things like that. So yeah. I like the whole the whole family thing and the the children's book we're gonna go into kind of goes over that too. Yeah, how they, it does. how they raise how they are raising their family and things like that. Well, so. and I read her book, The Magnolia Story. Um, I think it's by Chip as well. I think it's Chip and yeah, it is Chip and Joanna Gaines. That one's a twenty sixteen um, 
W Publishing book, and that one actually is a New York Times bestseller. Did you read that one at all? I don't think you did. I don't think so. I may have flipped through it, but I didn't read it. Well, even though his name is on it, she wrote that one. So it, it it's a lot more from her perspective. And she does talk, of course, about the business and um, design side of things. But she talks a lot more about their family, like the way they choose to, I don't know, little things like that they don't keep a TV in their home and... Yeah, just some of that stuff. So I really liked that. Um, I think they had a lot of good stuff to say. And then she also has, like, the Magnolia Table, like, recipes, but you know, cookbook, which is also not really my style. It's like country cooking more. Well, I don't think it's, I don't know. It's just not really my style so much. And then she has one called Homebody, and I borrowed that one from the library last year. And it was pretty, but, like, same same thing. It's really pretty, but it's not my personal style. So I liked looking at it, but I wouldn't really like copy it, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, but we have, um, or I have family in Texas and eventually we definitely like, would like to go to the silos and actually see the Magnolia market. And yeah. And the children's book that we have, we are the gardeners. My aunts actually picked that up for our kids when they were at the silos. And they left a cupcake order form in it by mistake. And we know that somebody just got plain vanilla. And it was, like, really (laughs) disappointing (laughs) of all those choices. (laughs) But the... So what are the silos? Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they talk about these in their books as well. But, yeah, like, the Magnolia Market in Waco is their big... um, know shopping I mean I don't know how to shopping center it's a retail retail their retail space I guess no they sell like refurbished stuff there and things yeah and decorate your house with or something yeah and then of course her recipes and I think that's it I don't think they do like clothes or anything like that I think it's just like home home and another venture that they did yeah but that's what's kind of cool is they got all this different stuff going on, different streams of income, right. and that that kind of stuff interests me too. Yeah, you know, I you feel can, like that's our goal. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket right. type thing. I think exactly. that's kind of cool that they just keep expanding it, and then it seems like they're probably at some point they'll get their kids involved in something. Yes, because they're always making them go out and well, not making them, but you yeah, know, they bring them, them along. And, yeah, and they you know feed the chickens and and garden and all that. So, do you know if the show the show is not still going right? Oh, it is still going? Yeah. I think they were going to cancel it because they were having a baby, and I'm, maybe they didn't. Maybe I don't know for sure, though. I don't know. But, but yeah. Yeah, we really like them. And then we also like the children's book, um, We Are the Gardeners. And this one is by Joanna Gaines and children. So the kids actually, um, I don't know how much helped. they helped, <laughs> but, yeah, they helped. And so this one's a 2019 by Thomas Nelson. And... We really like this one. Our kids really like this one um, because it feels a lot like us. So this one kind of goes into just the way they became gardeners. It's not something that Chip and Joanna grew up in farming families and knew all this stuff. Like this was new for them and their kids learned right alongside them. Yeah, it seems like they just kind of wanted to do it, and so they just went for it and screwed up a little, you know, the beginning of the book, all their stuff dies, and the animals eat it and stuff like that, but they yeah. they don't let that get them down, and they, you know, keep at it, and eventually they've got this pretty good garden going, 
and the kids are real happy with it and stuff. They can see the fruits of their labor, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know? I like that. Oh, and the illustrations of this one are by um, Juliana Swanee. What do you, do you like the illustrations? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I like them. They're kind of a like pastel kind of mm-hmm. tone. I think they're cute. Um, and my kids like them too. And then she just brought out a new children's book that I actually just got to read today. Um, Who You Were Made to Be by Joanna Gaines. It's a 2020 Thomas Nelson. And it's just really sweet just talking about how um, we are all so different and the world needs all different kinds of people um, and their ideas and contributions all count. And like there was one specific thing that stood out to me where she talked about how some people need to be really quiet and reflect while they're working and other people like to chit chat while they're working. And I feel like that was really cool because it's important. It is important, but I feel like we grew up in a society, like we're both introverts, like we said, and Mm. we grew up in a different time when it wasn't as acceptable, I guess. Like, it was like, you need to come out of your shell, and you like, know, now yeah. Now everybody's in their shell and playing on their phones. So. Right, yeah, yeah, now, now. We fit in great, not that we play on our phones, but that right. we, you know, that we like to be introverted and kind of, yeah, yeah. off alone. But, and I like the illustrations of that one, too, although I did not look to see who the illustrator was, but that one was really cute, and um, I will definitely be reading that one to our kids, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah really cool family and I think they got a lot of good values so yes. any of their books and their stuff it's you know good uh family wholesome entertainment yeah definitely and we really are always on the lookout for wholesome family entertainment and I guess I should add too that this is a show that you can absolutely watch with the kids in the room um we I think we wa- we we borrowed these from we don't have we don't have cable. We live up in the woods. We don't have cable. We don't have internet. We don't have any way to, like, watch anything except to, like, borrow DVDs from the library. So we borrowed these, I think, when our fourth baby was first born. It all blurs together. It all me. blurs together. Know. Yeah, it's At true. some point in our life, we, we rented it. But whatever it was, for whatever reason, we were in a season where we were going to be able to just, like, watch TV in the middle of the day, which we never, ever do. It almost has to have been when we yeah. had a new baby. Um, and so we were watching this with the kids, like they were excited. They liked the Gaineses. It was just a family thing. So that's something that I just wanted to add that, yeah, although like the left, these yeah, for sure. absolutely it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess like every once in a while they are like make a sarcastic joke, but not really, really not, often. yeah, not even that often. Really they're sweet with each other and they're just kind of goofy. That's they're like, goofy. Really yeah. They're fun. But the left behind movies, I guess I should say depending on how old your kids are. I mean, what would you say would be a good age? Mm, I feel like yeah, I 12-ish. Know, yeah, 12 or 13 probably. Maybe I guess a little younger if your kids are used to action and like thematic elements, but I feel like it would be way too scary. Like our oldest is seven and he's interested. Like he definitely keeps grabbing the DVD case and looking at it because we've we borrowed it from the library this week. Um, but there's no way I would be comfortable with him watching that at this age just because yeah. it'd be we'll too much it'd be scary you know, yeah people getting all bloodied up when they crash yes. and you know when everybody first disappears and lots of screaming freaky, yeah yeah lots of you know people screaming because they can't find their loved ones and yeah okay well thanks for being on the show ryan anytime yeah okay well i am going to 
take a quick break, and then I will be back to tell you a little more about, or to give you a little more Thanksgiving picture book recommendations. Okay, bookworms, let's talk Thanksgiving books. I told you I would give you an update this week on the read aloud I'm doing with my kids this month, Squanto Friend of the Pilgrims by Clyde Robert Bulla. And we are not as far into the book as I had expected to be, so unfortunately I just don't really have too much of an update. Honestly, so far, the only word that really describes it is fine. It's not the best book I've ever read. It's not the worst book I've ever read. It's just sort of neutral for me at this point. So hopefully that will change as things pick up, but I will let you know next week. I have five other books to share with you today, and the first one is actually the only one published by a Christian publishing house. The first one is Thanksgiving in the Woods by Phyllis Alsdurf with illustrations by Jenny Lovely. This one is a 2017 publication by Sparkhouse Family, and it is based on, it's a decently short and simple read, probably best for kids, I would say three to six or seven. This one is about a true life um, family, not really family, just community gathering in upstate New York. Apparently over 200 people get together for this outdoor Thanksgiving in the woods. And this is from the perspective of a little kid who's excited and getting ready for this big event that they do every year. And it's just generally sweet and I really love the illustrations. Book two is Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Treat by Katherine Stock, um, and I believe she did the illustrations as well. This one is a 1990 uh, publication by First Aladdin Books. Um, this one is also pretty short and simple. This one is probably, I would say, age two to six or seven would probably really like this one. This one is about a little boy who just wants to help with the preparation for the Thanksgiving feast. And as he goes to different friends and family, or I'm sorry, different family members, um, they each tend to tell him, no, you can't really help with this job. You're too little. Why don't you go see if somebody else needs your help? And eventually, Grandpa finds him the perfect job, and it all ends very sweetly. Our third book is kind of a historical picture book. This one is Thank You, Sarah, The Woman Who Saved Thanksgiving by Lori Halsey Anderson with illustrations by Matt Faulkner. So I think we are all pretty used to hearing the Thanksgiving story history in terms of the Native Americans and the pilgrims. But what a lot of people don't know is that Thanksgiving was in danger of not being celebrated. Um, A lot of people weren't remembering it. It just wasn't really being observed. And so Sarah Hale wrote a letter to the president and asked him to please help preserve this holiday. And he said no. And she wrote a few different presidents and then finally President Lincoln said yes during the Civil War. And Thanksgiving was made a national holiday and it started to be observed a lot more seriously. And so now we have Thanksgiving as we know it today. So this was a really fun, just different look at the actual history of our celebration today. The fourth book I have is Bear Says Thanks by Karma Wilson with illustrations by Jane Chapman. This one is a 2012 Margaret K. McElderberry book and 
We really like the Bear series by Karma Wilson, so this one um, just feels good because it's part of a series that my kids already know. This one works fine for probably two or three and up. That might be, a, they might be a little bit long for some of those younger kids, but um, they're still decently short and simple. In this one, Bear really wants to host a big Thanksgiving feast for his friends, but his cupboards are bare. And it's not until all of his friends are together and have brought the food that he learns that that wasn't the only contribution he could make. The last one is not actually a picture book. It is kind of an early reader, but you could easily read it like a picture book. You could do it as a read aloud in one sitting if you have 20, 30 minutes to devote. Um, it would be a great one to do like the night before Thanksgiving or or just whenever. Um, this one is Molly's Pilgrim by Barbara Cohen with illustrations by Daniel Mark Duffy. And this one is a 1983 Scholastic publication. I really like this one. Molly is an immigrant and she's having trouble fitting in. She has a Yiddish accent. She has some different um, customs and understandings of the way things are in America and the new world. And as everyone in her class is getting ready for their big Thanksgiving celebration, the teacher passes out this assignment that everyone is going to bring in this little blank figurine decorated as a pilgrim for their class display. Molly's mother gets very excited about finally being able to help Molly with some of her homework and she kind of takes over so that when Molly wakes up her mom has completed the project. Only instead of decorating the figurine like a pilgrim, mom has decorated it like a little Russian doll <laughs> because she says, well I'm a pilgrim so I made it look like me. So Molly has no choice but to take the wrong thing to school and it, of course, ends in a really great lesson, and we get to see the way the class reacts, the way the teacher reacts, and the way it all plays out. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you so much for listening. It was really nice for me to talk with a guest instead of at a microphone, so I hope you liked that too. I do plan to bring more guests onto the show um, sorry it was a little longer than usual but hopefully that was okay with you too it is almost Thanksgiving so I am going to jump on the bandwagon and encourage you to take time this week to think about the things that you are grateful for I have a practice I participate in every morning of my life regardless of the time of year I wake up and I do my morning time routine and part of that routine is journaling about five things I'm grateful for every single morning. It has made a huge difference in my life. I really do see so many more things to be grateful for. And if you don't already have this practice, I would really encourage you to include this in your life too. Whether it's something you start your day with or end your night with, thinking of three or five or ten, whatever works for you, things that bring you joy. It can be the big things, your family, your freedom, your health. It can be little things like 
watching snow fall on a window pane or the way it feels to hold a warm cup of coffee in your hand. As always, you can find the links to the books and everything else we talked about on that show notes page. Again, that is www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. You can also find me on my blog at www.authorskbell.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash authorskbell, and on Instagram and Twitter as authorskbell. I hope you all have a good day, and I hope that at some point that involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.